Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a D&D podcast where we, your tavern keepers, enhance your knowledge and adventures through any means necessary through whether it's unique powers to special features or anything of the sort. That is what we're here for to talk about today. I'm your host, Brayden Figgins, and I'm joined by the fantastic, the fabulous, I don't think I've used the word fabulous before, co-host, my fellow tavern keepers. We're going to go ahead and start with Kendall. Kendall, introduce yourself, and what do your feet look like? I mean, um, what uh, is your favorite sense of smell? That is Patreon-exclusive content. Yes, Patreon-exclusive. What is your favorite sense uh, sense of smell? Uh, Sense. That's ableist. <laughs> that is ableist uh, to my husband. We will be suing you. Expect uh, the notice in the mail soon. Of the five senses, four for Sam. What is your favorite? I like sight because I'm an artist. I like colors. They're very pretty. All right. I don't know. Also, why I'm Kendall. Oh, yeah. Hi, Kendall. I don't know why I went with this question. It was just the first one that came into my mind. I was like, feet, uh, sense. Okay. Sense of smell. Okay. Hunter, go ahead. Hello, my name is Hunter. I like hearing. Haley. Hello, I'm Haley. Um, I like taste. And the man who can't smell himself, I, Sam. I'll take one of the only options left. I love smell because I don't have to experience it. You know, that's all. Fair that's enough. a blessing and a curse. Mostly a blessing. True. So can I say something really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, when I was dating Sam and when we were engaged, um, people would be hanging out with him and he would say like he couldn't smell and somebody always would turn to me and say, oh my gosh, that's perfect for you. What? What? I have a smelly wife. I guess I stink. (laughs) Bro, I've never even thought that in my life. Let's beat up those people. so mean. I know. Guys, hashtag... Kendall doesn't smell in our comment section, okay? Also, I I carry perfume with me and gum. Like, I'm paranoid about this. And this was before I met Sam. I've always been paranoid about how I smell. You don't smell. Don't worry. Thank you. Once again, I'm Brayden Figgins, getting us back onto topic. My favorite of the five senses is smell. Honestly, I love, I smell a lot of things. I love the smell of lemons. I, I used my nose for a lot of stuff, so that was a weird opening, but hey, there we go. Welcome to Dungeons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Beyond the Tavern Wall, where we talk about the five senses and Sam's inability to sm- smell. Today's episode is all about feet, feats. And what I mean by feats is not, you know, your carpet grippers, the dogs, what you put in your shoes. We're talking about Features, special features your character can use to um, grant unique powers and abilities. Yes, I'm reading the exact thing that you wrote down, Haley. Feats grant unique powers and abilities aside from your character's race or class that you can use, whether it be in combat or roleplay. Feats, I know they are technically an optional feature, but in my opinion, if you're... They make things spicy. Yes, they make things spicy. That's a great way to put it, Sam. Um, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I believe you do because we use feet in our feats in our both our campaigns. Uh, feats are almost essential to a campaign. I feel they add a little bit more uh, uniqueness to a, that a char- character can bring. 
That's true. I mean, going back to what you said, I don't think I've ever not chosen to take a feat, or how do I word this? I've always chosen to take a feat over an ability score. Okay, so with that, we're going to go into our kind of first point is, how do you get a, a feat in Dungeons & Dragons? Do you just choose them randomly whenever you feel like it, or is there a certain method you go about in gaining a feat? Well, the standard way that I know is it's an optional rule for certain levels once you get there. I think it's like 4, 8, 12, 16, and something else. Unless right? you're a fighter, yes. Uh, unless you're privileged. It's whenever you have, when you level up and you get an ability score improvement, you can either do an ability score improvement or do a feat. That's when you are allowed to take them uh, within the rules themselves. If your DM wants to add more feats to you, uh, that's 100% fine. It just depends on your DM. But if you are using the feature of feat, that is what feature of feats. Oh my gosh, we're going to be talking about feat. I, the amount of we're gonna get a whole new demographic today. yes we are <laughs> comment down below how many times the word feet is going to be said in this episode hi dan schneider <laughs> um, no oh gosh anyways um another way that you can get a feat is at character creation if you are playing a variant human Yes, they they get feats uh, just at the very beginning uh, as well. That's why I like variant humans over the normal human. Yep. Um, and variant human is just a different way you can build the, if you choose the race in D&D human, it's just a variant of that race. Um, so here's a question. Why would you choose feats over ability score improvements? Uh, Hunter said that he always chooses a feat. I'm going to ask this question first. Well, another question going along with that then is why do you only choose feats, Hunter? And why do you think they're better than ability score improvements? Similar to what you said at the beginning is they, they spice things up. They offer unique abilities that in some cases are unique to specific classes or something that other class, no class can get. That makes sense. It's so, basically just a feature that no other class can earn as they level up. So why why would you why do you choose that over ability score improvement? Is that the reason just to spice things up, or is there a specific reason? Typically, it's so that I can I can choose one that will allow me to enhance a specific feature that my character uses. For for example, uh, in our Monday group campaign. Strider, the, the first feat I took for him was the sharpshooter feat, which allows me to do a lot more damage with my longbow. Okay, so if you are wanting to choose a feat, we're going to open, open up this question now, is why would you guys choose feat over ability score improving? Because I'm personally, uh, I don't choose feats un un until I have my main ability score up to 20, usually. I do I do the exact same thing. So I don't often choose feats, but when I do, it's because I want my character concept to come to life with game mechanics, not just role-playing. Can you give an example of that? Um, what is a good example? 
Um, so all of my fighters that I usually do, like all of my tank, after I get the strength to a 20, every single time I will give them the tough feat. Same. What I will, it, it's one of my favorites. It may be boring and basic, but I think, I think it's useful. And we'll probably be talking about the tough feet when we get to our, our best and favorite feats. It is on my list. It's so good. I, Wait, I really enjoy that. Tough is so good. Tough is so good. It's really good for like, and it's it's a very good all around feat. Um, mm -hmm. Why, Kendall, Sam, why would, <laughs> Kendall has an interesting, uh, she chose a very interesting feat for our um, campaign that we need to work on work around Kendall because I know it kind of doesn't work right now because you don't have your your mount. Um, I don't um, know why I brought that yeah. up, but <laughs> I already you brought it up to embarrass me, Brayden. Um, probably we... subconsciously. I I just wanted to bring it up because it was just like, oh, you chose a feat. It's a bad example. Well, it's a bad it example. To take... <laughs> um, uh, I we already changed it though. Oh, we did. What did he change it to? Um, oh, I didn't replace. I just added two feats instead. Whoops, I'll delete the other one. You're like, um, oh, I added three instead. Oopsie. I added feats. Oh, so oh, no. Here's the story. Here's the story. So my character, Bast, has a camel named Tut. He is her mode of transportation, one of her closest friends. She loves him. But here's the thing. Traveling with a camel in a place where camels are not catered to is extremely hard especially when we needed to make a very fast escape from a city and we escaped through teleportation and i am now a fugitive as long along with the rest of my group we're now fugitives so i can't go get my freaking camel and before Thanks this happened <laughs> fight me <laughs> um before this happened i chose the feat mounted combatant so that one is while you are mounted, meaning if you're like on a horse or something and aren't in, and aren't incapacitated, you have advantage on melee attack rolls against any unmounted creature that is smaller than your mount. So. Basically, I was getting advantage on attack rolls when I was on the camel. I have never used it because I've never given the gotten the chance to use it. So. Brayden, let me change it. And so I got it and nothing happened. I'm also a firm believer that if you bring your animals or pets specifically into combat, why wouldn't the people target them? It makes sense. Because like, they're not heartless? No, um, and to not die, I'm pretty sure they would target your camel. Kendall, I, I don't want to be mean, but I can count on zero hands how many times we used your camel for anything. <laughs> hey. Hey, Tut has plot, plot armor when he's not in, Tut? um... Tut, yeah, Would Tut. we forget about him? He's immortal. No, it, Tut will always... <laughs> I don't kill people's pets, because that's messed up. I'll be honest, in my very first campaign, um... My DM killed my pet, and I was really sad. <laughs> That's crazy, because I actually have a pet beholder. Well, okay, no, you don't. <laughs> I do. It's in the backstory that you approved. No, it's not. <laughs> and it did yesterday. You know, it's <laughs> red dragon pet, bro. Yeah, I, I actually am the mother of dragons. 
Um, but yeah, um, um this is yeah. my pet Tiamat. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I changed it to inspiring leader because I feel like Bast is the kind to make speeches. So yeah. So that makes way more sense. Yeah, it really does make a lot more sense for her character, so. So, just in case you don't know, Inspiring Leader, um, you, this is the description for it. You can spend 10 minutes inspiring your companions. Choose up to six allies, including yourself, that can see or hear and can understand you within 30 feet. Each creature gains 11 temporary hit points once per short rest. Pretty good. Yeah. So, feet... You should actually make her talk for 10 minutes when she uses it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say yes. No. We should. Breaks you know immersion what? if she doesn't. You know what? Fine. That's what's going to happen. You have to give a 10-minute speech every time you want to use it, and you're not allowed to change it at this point. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. So you better start writing stuff down because you'll probably need it. Okay. Um, so as you can see, feats are they can provide a distinct advantage when it, whether it comes to role player combat that's may maybe why you want to take ability score like take a feat over an ability score improvement um and i really liked what Haley said when she was like whenever it comes down to like role playing like oh what did he say exactly in my mind it was if it fit the character and your backstory or the your the way they are going that's when you would choose a feat over an ability score improvement. Yes. Would I be right on that? Yeah. Yeah, I said bringing your character concept to life with uh, game mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good one would be um, Chef. There's a, there's a feat called Chef, and you make really good food, basically. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I have no idea what it does because I personally don't ever care to do, use it. But you hey, can use it. It's in the player's it. handbook. You should read it. Oh, it's fun fact. <laughs> How the heck would I know that? Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> um, I actually really like the idea of Chef. I want to make a character that uses that a lot. But basically, you increase your constitution or wisdom score by one um, to the maximum of 20, of course. Uh, and you gain proficiency with cooks utensils if you don't already have it. And then as part of a short rest, you can cook special food. Provided you have ingredients and cooks utensils on hand, you can prepare enough of this food for a number of creatures equal to four plus your proficiency proficiency bonus. At the end of the short rest, any creature who eats and spends more one or more hit dice to regain hit points regains an extra one d eight hit points. Is dope. It's cool, mm -hmm. but I, so what I'm specific, I wasn't bashing on it personally. I don't think I'd use it, but I'm what I'm saying is that. That's a good way to uh, mechan mechanically build your character. That's what I was saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, so don't make fun of me, or I'll cry. I was I was just trying to explain what Chef was. No, for I'm, my I'm mom. talking to I'm talking to Hunter. I'll make oh, okay. Fun of you. This whole this whole this whole episode is a mechanics with mom. Okay. <laughs> True. So, going off those. Uh, anything else about why you choose a feed over an ability score improvement? I feel like we've hit probably the main points when it comes down to it. Um, yeah, just with the feet, like if you do an ability score improvement, that's fine. That is going to improve your actions and your spells if you do improve the right um, ability scores. But with a feat, you're adding 
you're giving yourself more skills in an interesting way, right? So ability score improvement, you're just improving upon yourself, but a feat is you're gaining another skill in my mind. Yeah, it, it's exactly what it is. So going off that, what are, what are some of our favorite feats? And then we'll jump into what we think is the best because sometimes the favorite isn't the best, you know? So what are some of your favorite feats? Jeff. Chef. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. My man. Actually? No. No, no, no. Hunter, actually? Yes, I think it's a cool feat. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not going against you. I just... Okay. I agree with you, Hunter. I, I get why it wouldn't be for everybody, but like, honestly, I kind of do want to build like a character that he is an actual chef. Same, same, same. Chef Boyardee is done cooking. Does he have a rat <laughs> It's time for him? you to get served. My main weapon would be a spatula, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're just the chef from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yes. SpongeBob. <laughs> You're just SpongeBob. 1d6 slap damage. Yes, new damage type just for my character. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chef. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, Mage Slayer. I I like the Ooh. idea of like someone who is purely melee, like not no range at all or no um, magic, just is so pissed that they could never learn magic that their whole goal is to def just to kill the the uh, the magic caster in whatever combat they're in. So they get they have the Mage Slayer feat. Which allows them to allows the person whenever someone is within five feet and they cast a five feet of your character and they cast a spell, you can then use your reaction to to attack them. So it's just I I like that concept of a character for that just so that they can just be pissed at wizards twenty four seven and their whole goal is to kill the wizard. It's literally just counterspell this, you nerd the feet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I like actor. I don't know if it's a useful one, but I like the idea of it. Okay. So actor, um, you gain, uh, your charisma goes up by one. Um, you have advantage on charisma or sorry, on deception and performance checks when you're trying to pass yourself off as a different person. So you are literally, it's literally just for when you're impersonating somebody. Honestly, it's a good bard. I just feel that's it, a good it's bard. A, <laughs> it's a great bard. Just a spoiler for something coming soon. That's why I was looking at it. Oh, and I'm excited to okay, use it. Okay. I'm excited to use it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like defensive duelists. You okay. can add your proficiency bonus to your AC as a reaction. Oh, I actually never knew that. While well, using yeah. finesse weapons, so like a rapier, um, daggers. Um, and let's be real, how many reactions go unused? So many. Yeah, <laughs> reactions are so, I mean, they, they're for, I mean, they speak for themselves. They are reaction, so like they're only reactive off of other people going. 
So the ability to... But even then, there's not many situations where you can react. Exactly, exactly. There, there's not a lot of things you can do to use a reaction. So Dungeon, uh, not Dungeon Delver, a defensive duelist allows you to... Probably the best way to use your reaction is just by doing that. Mm -hmm. Dungeon Delver is a pretty cool one now that you mention it. I mean, it's, it's kind of situationalist, but I mean, it could come in handy big time if you're doing a dungeon crawl. I think that's a big oh, thing about feats is they are very, very situational. A lot of them are. A lot yeah. of like, you know what's not? What? Tough. Tough. Nope. I, you're not. You're right. <laughs> Tough is not. I mean, unless you are a full role play campaign. That's true. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we all secretly. I feel like all we all secretly chose tough as our favorite, and we're not going to argue at all when we come to our I favorites. I didn't. Okay, what? sorry, Sue. Well, tough is I'm terrible. not basic like the rest. Oh of come you. on! I'm pretty sure Roland has tough. He doesn't. Oh, honestly, why Wait, not? He does. Wait, he doesn't. Wait, I don't know. I think that would give you like an extra 20 hp at your level, level right now it? level 10 so yeah, yeah an extra 20, 20 hp, HP. no it, it's insane tough right. is a really good feat tough uh, is so good great weapon master great weapon master is a very similar one to what hunter was saying about sharpshooter they're the same great weapon masters for those who are using um like uh, just using melee weapons and then range, uh, what sharpshooters for range weapons. Uh, so what you can do is before you make a melee attack or a range attack for sharpshooter, um, you can take a minus five to your attack roll in order to hit the character, the person you're fighting. And if you still hit them, you get a plus 10 to the damage die. So you could be doing. I don't know. I, I think it, they're insane because usually you have a plus seven, plus eight, plus nine to um, your attack to rolls hit. to hit. So basically you're just like, okay, I'll take a plus four, which you're more than likely to hit even then to get plus 10 on damage. And then you can do that with every single attack. That's pretty crazy because uh, 10 damage, it doesn't seem like a ton at first, but overall, if you hit those, that's a, that's a lot of damage. Okay. <laughs> and then also as well with Great Weapon Master, I'm not 100% sure on Sharpshooter. Uh, whenever you score a critical hit with a melee weapon and or reduce a creature to zero hit points, you can make another melee weapon attack as a bonus action. Nah, Sharpshooter, what it does is, like you said, the negative five to the attack roll for plus 10 to the damage. But the one of the great things about Sharpshooter is that attacking at long range doesn't disimpo doesn't impose disadvantage on your attack roll, and it also ignores half and three quarter cover. Yeah. So with with cover, if someone is like standing behind a wall but like kind of showing, they may have either half cover, which gives them a plus two to their armor class, or three quarters cover, which gives them a plus five to their armor class. Because obviously, if they're hiding their body, they're harder to hit. So the game has made a mechanical way to add that in all right what do you guys think is an underrated feat lucky lucky you think it's it underrated? underrated that is like I, the opposite no because people talk about it a lot but i've never actually seen anyone take it 
I yeah, that's what I was gonna say. People, people talk about it a lot. I think it's because people feel like it's almost cheating. It's not yeah. actually cheating, but I mean, it's just... I don't know. On paper, it's too good to be fun. Tell my mom what it means. Mechanics um, for mom. So, Lucky, it. you have three luck points, and whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving roll, you can spend one of those luck points to roll an additional d20. And you can choose to spend it, spend the luck point before. Uh, you can choose to spend it after you roll the original dice, but before the outcome is determined. And then you get to choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Um, so basically, it, you what? you must use the new roll. Actually, I'm I, looking. I'm looking. Oh, hey, at, hey! I'm looking at uh, racial traits. Yeah, that's um, for the halfling. I I thought I was in uh, features, but yes, you are right. I no, I apologize. I apologize. You really should read the player's handbook. How dare you, Haley? I One should thing. never doubt you. You literally have DM'd longer than I have. So yeah, an additional and you play more than I do. <laughs> the lucky feat is that. You can also spend a luck point to reroll a dice for somebody else. No, that's a different one. I'm reading it right now. It's, well, it's against when somebody, when an attack roll is made against you, I should say. I'm pretty sure that one's on Bountiful Luck. Are you sure? Because I'm reading allow, it right here. Allow allies to reroll. No, it's so like if, if somebody was attacking oh, me, I could spend a else. luck point to make them reroll. Yes, I was looking at something else. Oh, wow, wow. You get mad at me and then Mom, Dad, can we please stop fighting? <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Okay, um, that was last episode. We don't fight now. No, we also, we only fight. Not in also, the mood you for regain, the fighting. <laughs> you regain all of your luck points after a long rest. Oh no, the one I think is underrated is skilled. Like so skill just allows you to gain proficiency in three skills or tools of your choice. And gaining proficiency in three skills, that's a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. Like, say you already get, like, what, four proficiencies at the beginning of a... Like, usually you get, like, three to four proficiencies in a skill um, at the beginning of, like, when you create the character. But then adding three more, like, that's six, that's almost... That's a third of the skills. Let's see, there's 13 skills. So that's almost half of the skills like that you're proficient in, which is so crazy because like you're, let's say you'd take the proficiencies in like insight, deception, perception, like the main ones that are always used, you're always rolling with at least a plus three, plus four, uh, if not more Per thing like I feel like it's underutilized especially for like bards or rogues who really use their skills a lot more it could be utilized so well in their in their if you're mid-maxing I guess is a good way to put it okay people don't min-max <laughs> I try not to but then I always end up doing it <laughs> flaws are cool have flaws no I can't I need to be perfect at all times. I only min-max for combat. My characters Don't have worry. flaws because I have flaws. 
I'm fully prepped <laughs> for Haley to have min-maxed for the for the one shot that we're doing. I'm ready for it. Everyone, can, can we I team up on are? Haley? <laughs> what the heck? No, trust me, we won't need to. Years are gonna have to team up on me. Yeah. Hey, the Christmas one shot is gonna be great. My guy's name is Stone Hardwood. I'm not telling you the name of mine. Like, I'm not. I'm not finalizing the character sheet until the day of, so no one can cheat and look at it. Uh, here's, here's here's a proposition. Let's all team up on Haley, and then me and Brayden will team up on Sam. Okay. No, Sam and I are going to. Sam and I are going to team up, and we're going to destroy you. Bold guys. of you and to then, assume that. And then it'll go down. <laughs> and then it just leaves the best to fight it out. Do I need to remind you what you did to my character in the last one shot? Oh. Oh, we all remember. We all remember. That was the greatest hour and a half nap I ever took. <laughs> In the last Christmas one shot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last Christmas one shot, uh, Haley. This was before we did the podcast. I was, it was like my very first Battle Royale one shot. It was the very first Battle Royale one shot. It was my very first. It was, I think it was all of ours. Anyway. Well. Um, yeah. Gosh, so we are... Savage Attacker is great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would consider that one underrated, but it is a great feat. I feel like it's not underrated or overrated. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty, like, middle it's ground rated. when it comes to that. It's rated. E for it's, everyone. I don't think Spell Sniper is used a lot. I, I'm not sure. I feel like Spell Sniper, I like it, but it's at the nerds. same time, I don't. I don't know why. I it's, think it's it's useful, but I don't know like how often you're going to need it is the thing. Bell sniper. Um basically you learn you can cast spells. Oh sorry, when you cast a spell that requires you to make an attack roll, the spell's range is doubled. Which honestly is good in and of itself because then you can get like maybe your um like your, your cantrips can go a lot further. So like Firebolt, Chill Touch, uh, Ray of Frost, all those can go a little fur further. Uh, the one thing... Life. Does this include melee spells? No. 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 I, I, I think it's uh, because you can't double touch. That's what you think. I touch you with two fingers, not just one. Doubled. Exactly. Um, I think one of the, the big things of Spell Sniper that is nice is that you can take a cantrip from any class's list, which means you can yoink Eldritch Blast, Firebolt, Ray of Frost, all these ones we've talked about. Toll the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> nope, that, nope, you can't do Toll the Dead because it makes them do a saving throw. Oh, yeah, that requires an attack roll. Yeah, you have to have it do one that requires an attack oh, roll. Right. It's unfortunate, but that would, be, yeah. that, that would be such a great way just to give everybody Toll the Dead. Oh, I would cry myself to sleep every night. Can we have a quick refresher of why you hate Toll the Dead? Toll the Dead is just so obnoxious because it is. I don't know why. I really don't know why I hate it so much, but it killed one of my one of my monsters in one of my um in one of the sessions and it pissed me off. I don't know why because I was really hoping they would get away. And Daniel killed him. Thanks, Daniel. You ruined my plans. And that's why I hate Toll the Dead. And it also does a lot of damage for very little cost, I feel like. Shout out so to my man, Daniel. 
using total you know, damage I am bitter, like a boss. I am bitter. <laughs> I'll admit it. I am very bitter. Um, another one, and then we'll unless anyone has anything else. Keen mind. Keen mind. Yeah, that what? one doesn't get used a lot, I feel like. And that's why I think it's underrated, because it increases your intelligence score by one, but you know which way is always north, you know how many hours are left in the day before sunrise or sunset, and you can accurately recall anything you have seen or heard within the past month. Combat-wise... Is, is that just asking the DM for cheats? Yes. Basically, it's yeah. basically like, hey, nice. DM, what did I overhear uh, 10 sessions ago because it's only been a month in game? Five days in game. What did I hear? <laughs> That's why I think it's a little underrated because there's a lot of roleplay use for it. It's not a, it's not a, I feel like a lot of feats are heavy combat rated, but that one I feel like is a pure roleplay. There's no, you don't get extra health. The only thing you get is extra intelligence, but other than that, it's just good for adventuring and that's it. Great. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, any other like underrated feats before we go into uh, what our favorite feats are? Did we do favorite? I really like feats? mobile. Mobile, yes. Because less attacks of opportunity against you, you just get more movement as a martial class. You need that. Does it, it increases your, uh, your speed by 10, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, mobile is really good as well. What are some of our, what, what do you think the overall best feat is? Sentinel. Sentinel's pretty busted. Sentinel's wow. really good. Haley, I want Haley Kendall. I want to hear your guys before we debate. Uh, tough. Mm. Tough. Yeah. Tough. One hundred percent tough is up there. I really. Yeah, I think I, I would either say weapon master or tough. Weapon master or great, great weapon master. Great weapon master, sorry. Okay. So would you include sharpshooter with great weapon master then? I'm just curious. Um because they're essentially the same. I would say yes, but I don't really play ranged characters, so for it, me no, but yes. Yeah. You should. I've been playing you know a ranger I mean? in Baldur's Gate for the first time. It's actually pretty fun. But Rangers and D suck, so that's fine. That's crazy. Saying Rangers are fun after taking dookies on them for the last. Like, Notice 10 how he said in Baldur's Gate, in Baldur's Gate <laughs> where they balanced it, sort of. What do they do? Yeah, we can talk about this. We can talk time. about that later. We can talk about it once you play with us. Just the abhorrent amount of magic items that do stuff. Ooh, that's true. Um, I would say another great one is Warcaster. Or oh yeah, that's up there. That's. I, Best feat for spellcasters. Yeah, War, Warcaster and Sentinel are my, my top two. Okay, what does Sentinel and Warcaster do? Anyone want to explain? Oh, I got you. Uh, Sentinel is a very, very wonderful thing. So whenever a creature is within your melee attack range and they leave it, you get to take an attack of opportunity using your reaction. And if you hit them their speed becomes zero for the rest of their turn and they stop just within your melee range. And then another thing you can do, well, another part of it is you can still get an attack of opportunity against them if they use disengage, which is kind of busted. But then another nice thing is 
if a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against another target other than you, you can use your reaction to hit them. So Sentinel's great. And then Warcaster, um, a lot of spells that you will be able to cast require you to have concentration. Um, if something were to hit you and you take damage, you have to do what is called a concentration check, which is doing a constitution saving throw. But this gives you advantage on that saving throw. And then another nice thing is that whenever a creature uh, leaves your... It's basically when they, when they move so that it provokes an opportunity attack, you can use your reaction to cast a spell instead of doing a melee attack, which is really nice for spellcasters. So, yeah. Does anyone have a hot take when it comes to good, like, best ones? I, I do have a quick question, actually, which would affect what I think the best one is. With Sentinel, does that also give you an opportunity attack if a rogue uses a cunning action to disengage? Any, yeah, di yeah disengage is negated by uh, Sentinel. Basically, the only way you can negate Sentinel is if you teleport out of there. Noted. Why? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm adapting. Yeah, See, you and be careful, boy. I'm just terrified. Oh, he's going to use it for the, uh, the one shot. Okay. You don't no, know what's waiting for you. Um. Ooh, one I actually, I, I know we're kind of, telekinetic. I kind of like that one because That's you. Like, I'm trying to think. Explain what that one you is. You can shove someone five feet toward or away from you as a bonus action. Uh, you learn the mage hand cantrip without anything else. You can cast it without verbal or somatic components. Um, you can make the spectral hand invisible. Um, and you get an addition to your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma score. It's a good one. I, yeah. I don't know if I would say it's the best. I know it's not up there. I, I kind of forgot about it until I looked at it. That's why I said it. Um, That's fair. I don't know. I feel like I, I can't argue with anyone. Like, I can't argue that tough, sentinel, great arms, sharpshooter, warcaster are like some of the best up there. Okay. So what are your least favorite or the worst? Okay. So it's funny that this one was actually brought up earlier in the episode because I wrote this down as I was looking through all the feats. If you say mountain combatant, <laughs> that one's on right, my moving, list. Moving for the on, worst it kind of sucks. <laughs> kind not of, not so even joking. Sorry. The moment you mentioned it, I was like, "Oh boy, she's gonna hate me when we go to when we start talking about the worst feats." But <laughs> oh, yes, <no>. mountain <laughs> combatant. It just it's I don't feel like it gets used very often. How often are you gonna have a mountain combat? It's so situational because of that. Like, it's almost too situational. No, I just never get off of my horse's back. That's it. The problem is, is how the heck, like, if you're going off trail in a very dense forest or anything like that that you can't take a horse on, like, it's good if you're, like, in a city campaign and you can be on a horse or on open roads or a more open world. But, like, I don't feel like most worlds or, like, you're going to go into caves. You're not bringing your horse into a cave. I have a solution. You just need to play a gnome or a halfling. You need to ride a large dog. Okay, like, that would work. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, we what, fixed it. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, 
Haley? Like the labyrinth. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, What's the labyrinth. Oh my gosh! I haven't seen it either. Everyone, over to my house right now. No okay, I'm working in the morning. Live. All right, see so you guys. Confused. Sorry, recording over. We're gonna watch the labyrinth right now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are we talking the one with the creepy goblin puppets? Yes. Okay, I know the labyrinth. Has David Bowie oh. in it? Yes. Hey, David Bowie. Who's David Bowie? What the heck, Sam? <laughs> Anyways, Gunner's also a sucky fee, I feel like. Gunner? What is Gunner? Gunner, yeah, it gives you proficiency in firearms. It ignores the reload uh, feature. Um, I just, I don't feel like you get guns in, in campaigns super often. I found that if you're going to take something like that, take firearm specialist. That way you can shoot as a bonus action. That's um, fair. Gunner is really good because of the loading property. Ignoring well, the loading if you property. Have like a crossbow or something. Uh, that's, that's, that's only for, for guns, firearms. unfortunately. No. Oh, yeah. So if you, because there are guns in Kerrigan. You guys just yeah. probably won't see them because you're in hell. But oh, Roland has guns. Losers. You have a revolver, luckily. Um, yeah, I've got six shots. I never need to worry about reloading in a combat, yeah, pretty much. Most guns have a reload property and the ability, and they take your bonus action. Yeah. So the ability to ignore that and keep your bonus action free is, cr I feel like, crucial, especially if you're a fighter, it's crucial to have that. Yeah, and then yeah. being within five feet, so therefore you can still be a fighter up close and have... Um, and shoot uh, somebody in the face. Yes. If, you're, if your campaign doesn't have guns, 100%, it's useless. But if it does... It's, if it does and you have a gun, yes, it's a it is a must. But I just I don't feel like many people end up with guns. So, well, maybe if you guys looked harder, you would um find it. Man, too bad we're dead. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I poisoner. I I feel like you could just kind of go through this whole thing and poisoner. When you take a damage roll that deals poison damage, you ignore. It ignores resistance to poison damage. Like, it's situational. I feel like you could do that for if your character is purely, like, based around poison. Like, you're a poison person. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of boring and, I feel like, useless, uh, whatever you call these. What are these called? Feats. Can I just say one more? Yeah, go and ahead. Be, and then I'll be done. Linguist. Sucks. Just get comprehend so, languages. Pretty much. Just be, <laughs> you know, well, I was about to say, isn't there a spell that makes that feat useless? And then monk can understand any spoken language as well. So, kind of dumb. But linguist increases your intelligence score by one. You get to learn three languages of your choice. And then you're also able to create written ciphers. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So not great. I mean, if you're playing like a really heavy, like language based campaign, which I don't see how often that happens, that could be useful. But uh, I just I don't think it's great. I'm still waiting for the day that someone speaks Aquin. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> is that an actual language in D&D? Uh, water um, uh, world. 
language. <laughs> so yeah, don't like linguist. Um, I've got one, Hunter. I'm so sorry, but I really don't like the chef feet. What? Agreed. I, I think it's she's a dumb. combat girly. It doesn't make I'm sense for her. Yeah, I'm a combat girly. I I don't know. She can't right. appreciate the ravioli. You know exactly. what? When when I take that feat and I I'm cooking us all up a delicious meal during a short rest, you don't get no bonus Ooh. hit points. Can I, can I tell you why I don't like it? Why? Because IRL, I am a watered down chef for a living, so I don't want to go into my fantasy world and have to do the exact same job that I do in my real life. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love that reasoning. Does that make sense? <laughs> No, that does make sense. sense. It just, for me, I can't really get into that mindset because I love cooking and I'm like, yo, this would be dope to build into a character and be able to give my, my party extra hit points. Yeah, I guess, but... It's not even it, that I, many hit points. Hey, 1d8, even one hit point can make or break your character, dude. At level 20 or like 10, at 11, 20, 12? Dude, it, dude, at 10, 11, 12, dude, that's gone in a hit. You are. Dude, no, but still, th are, those can save you, dude. Those eight are hit points can help. So many better ways to get temporary hit points, though, that level up with your character. This one doesn't. It stays the one d eight the entire this, time. But this one is literally made with love. Yes, love is not a FDA approved ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what any of you say, I will always love the chef feet. Well, it's okay, you can be wrong, so... That's kind of gross, but what do you think about the chef feature? Oh, chef feature. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sam. I'm on fire right now, you leave me alone. The finals is coming out this week, I'll, I'm in a better mood all of a sudden. <laughs> Makes one joke, ha 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 ha. That's all it takes. I'm killing you first in the one shot, Sam. <laughs> Go for it. Be my guest. Um, I don't. I okay, okay. Um, worst feats. I feel like honestly, we've covered a lot. I I feel like that's pretty good. Any other feats we want to mention or anything like that? Um, before we end up close up the episode. Cardomancer. Oh my gosh. What it's, is that? It's uh go ahead, Haley. It's it's you channel your awful. magic through a deck of cards. Oh boy. What else does it do though? I don't know. It won't I don't know. I think it helps Jeez. with your deception as well. Some people just want to be gambit, bruh. Okay. <laughs> if you're if your DM doesn't allow that, uh your DM's terror. Terrible. Hang like, on. I'm sorry. What is up? I've never What if your character is based it. off the Shadow Man from Princess and the Pro? Okay. Your Ooh. DM should allow you to channel your abilities as your focus through cards. That's what it should be. Yeah. You don't need a feat for that. That's kind of wasteful. Mm -hmm. um, Cardomancer. Uh, card tricks. You learn the Prestidigination cantrip and can use it to create illusions and duplicate the effects of stage magic. When you use prestidigitation mm. in this way, you can conceal the verbal and somatic components of the spell as ordinary conversation and card handling. Uh, you, have, you have learned to channel your magic through a deck of cards. You can use a card deck as your spellcasting focus. 
And then Hidden Ace is another thing. When you finish a long rest, you can choose one spell from your class's spell list and imbue the spell into a card. The chosen spell must have a casting type of one action, and it must be a level for which you have spell slots. The card remains imbued for eight hours, and you have to use it as a, you can use it as bonus action. Which I think Only that's kind of dope, being able to cast what could potentially be a high level spell as a bonus action yeah that could be nice but it's only once yeah it, once the, per day the reason i have a problem with that one and i maybe i don't know i just is that when they came out with this it feels like they're almost limiting the cre creativeness of your character they're like this is the only way you can channel uh your ma magic through cards is by taking this feat I, I, I would argue your DM should allow you to choose whatever your focus is, no matter how ridiculous it might seem. I, I just a feel, llama. Yeah. A lo well, yes. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. It, it when it when it was announced, I was kind of, I, I was very very upset about it because it was just like, why do you even have to say that or do that? Like, why? Can't you just allow people to do that because it's D and D? It's literally imagination. Oh, yeah. Why? Why say, do we? Man, you saying llama just made me picture a llama like just spitting a fireball out of its mouth. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Haley, why, why do you hate that one as much as I do? Just think it's so stupid. Like along with the lines. That you're going with why would your dm not just let you be creative i think it's a waste of a feat honestly yes. if there's ace, ace in the hole is good i don't think it's worth the feat though if there's any like let your dm come up with a magic item for that boom done um yeah. it's not worth the feat at all actually that's a really cool magic item hmm. um i don't know don't get if you get any feat don't choose cardamancy. Luckily, it's not in the player's handbook. It's in a uh, the book of many things, one of the supplementary supplemental ones. So you don't even have to worry about it. It's not even in your list if you're just being basic, uh, using the basic rules, I should say. Um, I think that's everything else. What else? What else do we got? Anything or are we going to wrap up? I think we're pretty good unless um, yeah. that's all I've got. Yeah. All right. We like beats. We like oh, feats. Oh, wait! Ah! Ah! Alert! Oh. Alert's good. That's it. Okay. All right. I just wanted to say it. Okay, <laughs> bye, guys! Okay. <laughs> bye, Candle. Um, that's it for the episode. Now it's for the stuff after the episode. We, we talked about um, reading what the Q&A and polls were uh, from the last episodes at the end of the episodes. So here you guys go. For those who answered we appreciate a ton thank you guys for participating in the question the q a's the polls we really appreciate it because it gives good feedback for us and it shows that you're listening and paying like you're enjoying the episode and, and you're involved in it as well um the q a was what other celebrities or characters from media would be a fighter and i love this answer so much from nate and eight on spotify where they say Okay, like okay, Legolas is a ranger. Haley, <clears throat> sorry, uh, bad Cowards. cough. Dude, starting fights in the Spotify feed. They're taking <laughs> the hobbits to Isengard is an example of primeval awareness. 
Aragorn yep. is called a ranger, but is 100% a fighter paladin, multi-class. Mm. Cowards. That's all I have to say about it. Well, it's okay. You can be wrong, too. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> I will God. say, though, it used to be 2-0, and the, the poll... Uh, the poll question we had is Legolas a ranger or fighter. It used to be two zero for ranger. It is now two one for ranger. Brayden, uh, what? Brayden, what? So today I was re-listening to that episode, and I went to go pause the episode because somebody came into my room and work and needed to talk to me. Mm. Guess what I hit accidentally? Fighter. Yes. Thank you, Kendall. How dare you? Yeah, it was no, it was an accident. No, it wasn't. You were agreeing with me. <laughs> let me, let me no, I don't. Real quick. All right, I need to log. Legolas is a freaking ranger. All right, three zero. We're we're taking that three zero. Uh, that's that's it for the Q and A polls. Uh, this week, uh, the Q and A is what, uh, what what would be a good Q and A question. My first thought is, what is your guys' favorite feat? Um, don't say he's cookie monsters because you actually don't ever see his feet. So is um, Chef a good feat? Is Chef yes a good no. feat? Is it the poll? I love that for the poll because all the answers are gonna be no. And I'm gonna cry. We un- <laughs> and let's make him cry, everyone. Um I will cry with you, Hunter. Okay. Uh, all of you will just feed my anger for the one shot when I obliterate you. <laughs> I'd like to see you. I look cry. forward to it. Oh, you will find out real soon. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the episode. If you have not followed us on socials or the social medias, we're on TikTok and Instagram at Beyond the Tavern Wall. Haley and Kendall have been putting in work for these things, and we would love to see um, those get bigger so that we can get the podcast out more. Make sure to go look at the the memes they're putting out, the content they're putting out, and go give us a follow on those. Um if you haven't already followed the podcast and you're listening, why not? Make sure to follow the podcast. Help us out with that. That really puts us in Spotify and Apple Music algorithm so that we can grow and make this um, podcast bigger and better. Uh, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions about D&D or the podcast itself, the best way to reach us is at beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. And as always, the absolute best way you can support the podcast is by sharing this with your friends and family. Who knows? Maybe sharing this, you will find someone that will play D&D with you for the rest of your life, and you can have these wonderful memories that we have shared with you guys with them. Because D&D is a way to bring people together, and that's why we've created this podcast. So go out and share the podcast with people, with your friends, families, coworkers, and also Haley. Did you do the yes. last one? I did not. Haley, what is their side quest for this week? Your side quest for this week is to share the podcast with anyone who likes Oreos. Anyone? We've already done that. No, we haven't. What we did no, was we the haven't. if we like Oreos or not. And we determined that double stuffed Oreos are the best. If I don't like them. You like, or if someone likes Oreos and you know that about someone, make sure to share the podcast. And if it's double stuffed Oreos, give them a big hug and kiss from uh from Beyond the Tavern Wall, okay? Because those are the best kind. 
share it with someone who like oreos everyone thank you so much for coming out and let's say our goodbyes bye bye